Governments in economic crisis and chaos, unemployment is rampant and people in many places are literally starving to death. The stability of the old social and political orders, one might even say even royal houses and crown heads are crumbling. The victorious warring powers seek severe penalties and unreasonable reparations through political treaties. We live with pessimism, a sense of helplessness compounded by hatred, not just among nations, but among ourselves, which is overwhelming. The time has become ripe for the rise of tyrants and rise they have. The festering philosophies we are seeing of fascism, socialism, even national socialism, and communism have arisen. In our distress, people are clinging to anyone who offers them hope who offers some kind of direction out of the chaos and promises to put food on their tables. They're gravitating to the emerging dictators, and as they do, they often seek to be self-sufficient to the exclusion of God from their everyday lives. Actually, I'm so sorry. These were the words from 1922, not today. 1922. Forgive me, because this description was what Cardinal Ambrogio Ratti, who was elected Pope and took the name of Pius XI, he described and lived through the likes of Mussolini and Hitler and Stalin. Pope Pius XI's predecessor, notice the name, Pope Benedict XV, had warned about this prophetically in 1920 when he wrote, there can be no stable peace or lasting treaties though made after long and difficult negotiations and duly signed, unless there be a return of mutual charity to appease hate and banish enmity. And this is why, this is why Pius XI instituted the feast of Christ the King. It was meant as a remedy for the world to remember that religion is not a private act, but a public one. And that public act determines the values as well as it shapes culture and society. It is the foundation of every just civilization. It was to call us back to remember that by baptism, we are, we are part of a, a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart for his glory. But as the years pass, it only became worse. Which is why St. Paul VI elevated the Feast of Christ the King to a solemnity and put it on the last day of the liturgical year. Which means, fun fact, parents, um, Advent starts next week. So you're a little under 40 days before Christmas. The last day of the church year so that we would know where we are going and from whence we came. That all things flow from and to not just Christ the King, but Christ the Lord and King of the universe. There is nothing that is not subject to his power. And to be honest, this is a hard concept for Americans to hear and to grasp onto, and frankly, even for Virginians. Our own motto is Six Semper Tyrannus. But it is nonetheless true that we are first called to serve Christ the King and in everyone else. It is through, it is through 
our following and our allegiance to Christ the King, that all of our other relationships come into proper order and all things are done in a manner that is suited to the Christian gospel. Because the fact is the world will not change through political ideologies. It will never change just by a welfare or a capitalistic state. It is changing through secularization, but that is not a philosophy, but a religion in and of itself. There is no such thing as separation of that church and state. Not that the state should be led by the church, but the values that are there should be inculcated and lived through and expressed within society. It is through Christ's reign who we have, been, who we have not only been called, but commissioned through, by, and for love. We heard it right there in Ezekiel. Notice what, notice what the prophet Ezekiel says, that it is the Lord he himself that will come to rescue. That it is the gospel where our Lord calls us that we are to not only feed and give drink and clothe and heal and visit those who are imprisoned. And it's not just that food and those natural aspects that we need for our bodies. But people are hungering for the gospel. People are thirsting to experience that unconditional love of God. People need to be clothed by baptism in the person of Christ so that they may have the strength to go forward and to meet each and every day. It is not possible to live a life fully human without grace. We must have grace to be fully human. And it is Christ who has called us to do that. Not just called, but commissioned. Given the orders to go out there to bring them in here so that they may experience that message that everyone wants to hear, that there is salvation and forgiveness of sin, and that we are loved with an unmeasurable love, unwavering love that will never fail. But that power of Christ, what is that power that Christ the King offers or consists of? It's not the power of the kings and political parties that we see or great people of the world. It is the divine power to give eternal life to liberate from evil, to defeat the dominion of death. Because we took the king once and we put him to death only to find out that not only is he king of all, but he's even king and lord of death itself. And because of that is the power of love that can draw good from evil, that can melt every hardened heart, bring peace amid the harshest conflict, and enkindle hope in the thickest darkness. This kingdom of grace... This kingdom of grace, unlike other kingdoms, is never imposed and always respects our freedom. Christ came to bear witness to the truth because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And as he declared to Pilate, whoever accepts his witness serves beneath his banner. Therefore, every conscience must make their own choice. We may be baptized and sacramentalized, But is he king of our life? Because that dictates how we live our life, our entertainment that we choose, our jobs that we take, the friends that we make, all of our activities and how we even govern our own families and and lives. Is he our king? Who do do you and I want to follow? The Lord or the evil one? 
the truth or falsehood. Choosing Christ, to be honest, does not guarantee success according to the world's criteria, but assures the peace and joy that he alone can give us. And this is demonstrated, has been uh, demonstrated in every epoch by the experience of numerous men and women who in Christ's name, in the name of truth and justice, were able to oppose the enticements of earthly powers with their various different masks, philosophies, whatever you like to call it, to the point that they sealed their fidelity with martyrdom. St. Jose Luis Sanchez del Rio knew that. He lived that. That Mexican martyr who was put to death by the government because he refused to renounce his faith, not just in word, but more importantly in deed, he knew that at age 15, what the core of the gospel tells us today, and he expressed it in one phrase right before he died, Viva Cristo Rey. Long live Christ the King.